welcome to the program. This may be the most important podcast that I have ever done. The reason being, President Trump should be instantly reinstated back on to the ballot. Let me explain why. 1872, May 22nd, guess what they passed by two-thirds of the House of Representatives? I will read it for you. Be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress, assembled two-thirds of each house concurring herein, that all political disabilities imposed by the third section of the 14th article of amendments to the Constitution of the United States are hereby removed from all persons whatsoever, exempt uh, whomever exempt senators and representatives of the 36th and 37th Congress, officers of judicial, military, naval services of the United States, heads of department, and foreign ministries of the United States. May 22nd, 1872. All of it removed. All disabilities removed. That being you can't hold office if you are guilty of so-called insurrection. That's a disability removed. That stayed in place if you're a member of Congress way back when, uh, the 37th, 38th uh, uh, Congresses, okay, that stayed, but we're long past that now. The 14th Amendment, if you remember, this so-called insurrection clause gave President, uh, gave the Congress the power to overturn it. And that is very, very important when when you uh, look at that. And and I can show you here the 14th Amendment, okay? The 14th Amendment reads, No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as member of Congress or as an officer of the United States, or as a member of any state legislature, or as an executive or judicial officer in any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But listen to the bottom part. Nobody talks about this last line in the 14th Amendment. But Congress may vote by two-thirds of each house to remove such disability. So Congress can literally remove this. And guess what they did? They removed it in 1872. This is it. Two-thirds votes. We hereby say, you know what? No more. All political disabilities imposed by the third section of the 14th article of amendments of the Constitution of the United States are hereby removed. So why are we using an old provision? It doesn't make any sense. Do these elected leaders not have any idea that May 22nd, 1872, Congress repealed the 14th Amendment, Section 3? This doesn't apply. I mean, we can make all the arguments we want. President Trump didn't engage in an insurrection. He didn't. He didn't get due process. He didn't. You can't have double jeopardy. Uh, All of these arguments, the presidency isn't even named in the 14th Amendment. We don't even need all those arguments. The law's thrown out. This is my pocket constitution. It still says in here, Article 1, Section 9, that 
No taxes shall be laid on the people. It's still written in my Constitution, but later you've got the 16th Amendment that overthrows that and now says, yes, we can impose income taxes. It's still in the Constitution, the original statement that you can't tax the people with income taxes. Still written here. But the new provision takes precedence, just as the new law here takes precedence. This is stunning, folks. The Trump team needs to understand that the Supreme Court, when you rule, the Supreme Court needs to understand. Congress, by two-thirds of a vote, overturned the 14th Amendment, Section 3, basically threw it out. And even more than that, folks... You have Ulysses S. Grant, the president at the time, basically wrote a proclamation after this. Whereas the act of Congress approved May 22nd, 1872, removes all political disabilities imposed by the third section of the 14th Article of Amendments to the Constitution of the United States from all persons whomsoever, except the senators and representatives and the 36th and 37th Congresses, blah, 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 blah. Whereas it is represented to me, this is Ulysses S. Grant, the president, that there are now pending in several circuit and district courts the United States proceedings uh, under the 14th Section Act of Congress, approved May 31st, 1870, to remove office certain persons who are alleged to hold said offices in violation of those provisions of said Article of Amendments Constitution. He therefore, I, Ulysses S. Grant, President of the United States, do hereby direct all district attorneys having charge of such proceedings and prosecutions to dismiss and discontinue the same, except as to the persons who may be embraced in the exemptions named in the act first above cited. So Ulysses S. Grant comes forward and says, you know what, because of this act of Congress to repeal the 14th Amendment, Section 3, I'm granting amnesty to anybody who's been charged under that act because Congress just repealed it. So President Trump, what in the world is Colorado doing? What in the world is Maine doing? What in the world is Jamie Raskin doing? What in the world is Nancy Pelosi doing? What in the world is Adam Schiff doing claiming that you're an insurrectionist under the 14th Amendment, Section 3, when the 14th Amendment, Section 3, is null and void. This act of Congress, May 22nd, 1872, proves it's null and void. This is an open and shut case. Over. Reinstore President Trump. Put him back on the ballot. Do it today. Stop the monkey business. And let's get down to the real business. Let's abide by the Constitution. Let's abide by the laws of Congress. Let's not ignore them. Supreme Court, I hope you see this. Now, the great news is the, there is a group that tipped me off to this. Uh, that group is the Public Interest Legal Foundation. They have filed a brief with the court, the Supreme Court, that is. That brief they filed basically says, hey, look, 14th Amendment Section 3 has been thrown out. Uh, you can't use it. He, he, he can't use it to kick him off the ballot because it is basically none and void. Uh, To read from from their briefing, the brief asserts that the legal viability of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, the basis of Colorado's decision, 
was repealed by Congress in 1872. And then they say again in 1898, Section 3 just uh, passed just three years after the end of the American Civil War, prohibits those who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion from occupying offices. The brief argues that those provisions are no longer in force whatsoever. Congress in 1872 and 1898 extended an amnesty by repealing the provisions against office holding arising from the Civil War. The 14th Amendment gave Congress the power to terminate the prohibition against those who engaged in insurrection. Congress terminated the effectiveness of the provision twice. Therefore, they cannot be used in 2024 to ban candidates from the ballot. Thank you, Public Interest Legal Foundation. That's what I'm talking about. Where are all the constitutional scholars that didn't know anything about this? What's going on? How how has this not been brought up sooner than now? Why does it take me, a podcaster, to bring this up for the first time I've ever heard it? Thank you. Uh, Hey, folks, listen to me. I want you to pay my friends over at Midas Gold Group a visit. MidasGoldGroup.com. MidasGoldGroup.com. 855-322-GOLD. 855-322-GOLD. That is the number to get in touch with them. I urge you to talk to them about what is right for you when it comes to precious metals. We know that gold has stood the test of time as an inflation hedge, as a hedge against uncertainty in the markets, and it certainly has proved itself. It's weight in gold, as I like to say, uh, when it comes to privacy and protection from an overreaching government. It's gold you can hold, a legitimate commodity. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. I urge you to pay them a visit. So, again, folks, why does it take so long for anyone to realize that the 14th Amendment, Section 3, has been repealed and it was repealed shortly after it was put in place? It has no standing in court. This is a law that is outdated. This would be the equivalent of saying you can't level income taxes on me because the Constitution says you can't level income taxes on me. And it would be ignoring actions by the United States later passing an amendment that says, yes, you can. By labeling President Trump an insurrection, saying he's not eligible for office, you ignore actions of Congress. You have to follow the laws of Congress. It literally is that simple. All right, folks. Um. With that, I want to talk a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein, too, by the way. Um, Where did Jeffrey Epstein get his money? This is my question to all of you. So all the documents I've read, the latest drop, I don't see tens of millions of dollars changing hands. I don't see evidence of that. This idea that he blackmailed his clients to take in millions of dollars, maybe, That's certainly a a possibility. I got to thinking, though, what if Jeffrey Epstein was a CIA operative? What if he was put in place as a CIA honeypot to get all of these rich and powerful people so the CIA could blackmail these politicians to do what they want? Maybe. Look, he had Bill Clinton in his lair. Maybe the CIA was behind all of this. Now, maybe it's a foreign government. Why do I say that? James Comer was on Newsmax, the head of the oversight. He raised this issue. Who all knows from within the government uh, who's on this list? And and were they in in 
some way, shape, or form compromised by government agencies or or Epstein or, or whomever. Was Epstein mm. a devil agent for another country? There are lots of questions mm. pertaining to national point. security. These did, names are politicians. So there you go. So was he a foreign agent? So that got me thinking, okay, if he's a foreign agent, who else would be ripe for recruiting uh, for recruiting Jeffrey Epstein and using him. Now, remember, Jeffrey Epstein, I believe, was killed in prison. He didn't commit suicide. The cameras, all of a sudden, lo and behold, are broken. The prison guards fall asleep. Yeah, that so-called coincidence, not a chance. It had to be somebody very powerful in order to get to him. So China is who <clears throat> I start to think about. But then another uh, thought comes into play and that's the thought that maybe it's not China maybe it is the Mossad now the Daily Caller had um, the Daily Caller had an article up a while ago about um, uh, the Mossad um, being related to Robert Maxwell Ghislaine Maxwell's father, okay? Ghislaine Maxwell being the girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein, who's now in prison for the sex trafficking. She was responsible for a lot of this. Her dad was apparently, allegedly, working for Israeli secret intelligence. Her dad just dies a mysterious death. He falls off a yacht, apparently. They claim it was a heart attack. There was only one staff member on board. Nobody saw him fall into the water, and then they claim it was a heart attack. Was it? Maybe not. The thought is, was Jeffrey Epstein working for them? Then this former Mossad, the Israeli intelligence agent, comes forward to make this claim. Maxwell was working for Israel. The Epstein was working for Maxwell at the time, and he was introduced to Maxwell's daughter, and they were introduced to Israeli intelligence. So there you have more corroboration that maybe he was working for intelligence. So now it comes down to, okay, Israeli intelligence, was this a honeypot for them? Chinese intelligence, was this a honeypot for them? The CIA, was it a honeypot for them? Or was Jeffrey Epstein just blackmailing people willy-nilly and and making millions off it, even though that doesn't quite add up. My conclusion to all of this is that it may have been all of the above. Most certainly could have been. He could have been working for multiple governments, for multiple people trying to engage in, in a honeypot scenario to blackmail some of these public officials and, and uh, leaders in society. Why not? Um, there is no trail of the money, which then leads me back to the CIA and those kinds of things. How is there no trail of this money? Those are the big questions that I have, and I certainly don't put it past our government to be involved in something like this when you look at what it's done over the years. And uh, I certainly believe that is 100%, 100% possible. And, uh, and that's the sad reality of it all. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today on Stinchfield. Um, I urge you 
to give my friends over at MyPillow.com a visit. Mike Lindell can use your business. Use the promo code GRANT for deep discounts. Uh, I know it's past Christmas, but this is a great maneuver. Then, of course, GrantStinchfield.com. GrantStinchfield.com is the place to go. Let me get your email address. All the podcasts are up there uh, ready for you. Subscribe, all of that. Uh, Don't forget, we're going to get more into this idea that President Trump should be back on the ballot because Section 14, Article 3 has been repealed. We're going to get into that on the Real America's Voice show tonight. But share this video far and wide. If you're watching on Facebook or uh, Getter, um, I appreciate you. On Rumble, too, thank you. Again, like the video, share it, subscribe to the channel. It's going to do it for us. I'm Grant Stinchfield. Thank you so much for watching Stinchfield's Army Rolls.